Afraid that your people are going to get lost during the holidays? We're going to answer that question today. Welcome to the Vlog Pastors Podcast, a podcast all about the stories and strategies of sharing God's love in the digital world. Now, here are two pastors that love to put a camera in their face and walk around in public. They are the Andy Taylor and Barney Fife of Digital Ministry, Jared Brown and Joshua Verwers. That's right, I am Joshua Verwers. And I'm Jared Brown, and this is episode 69. 69, and uh, I am the used to be a vlog, but not so much because now I only live stream pastor. And uh, (laughs) glad to have you here on what is... I, can we even call this the Vlog Pastors Podcast if I'm not actually vlogging anymore? Yes, like, I think we can. Okay. You have enough. You have enough of a base built up that you. Yes, the use of Vlog Pastors Podcast. It, if you ever pick it up, it's still your mantle. The use of Vlog Pastors Podcast. <laughs> hey, anyways, uh, glad to have y'all here with us on uh, whatever platform you're consuming this content on. We're glad you're here. So glad you're here. Yeah, you want to do the you want to do the shape the conversation at ten thirty, or are we just sure. gonna wing it? <laughs> and remember, you can help us shape the conversation every Wednesday at ten thirty by hopping in the comments and asking your questions. Yes, and uh, today is one of those where uh, Augie wound <laughs> up uh, asking a question, uh, and it was along the lines of, "How do you wind up leveraging social media over the holidays?" And since we are, well, since you're a vlog pastor and I'm a used to be a vlog pastor, um, we've got this thing that we we call digital ministry. We do a little bit of it. We've dabbled, if you will, a time or three. Just a little toe. So we've got a little bit of experience and Mm -hmm. we can, sometimes I think it's hard for us because we're in it so much now to go back to the pain points that we used to have with it. Thus, this morning's hook of... Like, what, what would the pain point be? Where are we coming in with this when it comes to uh, leveraging? Like, what would be the problem that we're trying to fix? The solution that we're looking for is because why? Sometimes we struggle with that. Mm-hmm. But we've got this experience because we have dipped in and we we still are in both of the physical and the digital and the ministry aspect. So we're able to at least see things and, like, Today, we're talking about, okay, it's holidays. Holidays. I don't know about you, but when it comes to holidays uh, at our church, attendance is typically lower. Um, Now, we might get a spike on Easter and Christmas. Might, but that's not even a guarantee. Um, But it's typically around the holidays that people have got, you know, places to go, people to see, things to do. And for some reason, church just kind of gets shuffled down on the priority list. Yep. So we're trying to still reach them and connect with them and make sure that we're still ministering to them. Can we leverage social media in that scenario? Thoughts? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me, uh, why I would love to go first. <laughs> Uh, what's funny about this, we were talking beforehand and, and just where we're at in life and ministry, we don't have these pressures right now. I mean, the, the biggest thing that we've got to do, uh, 
is a ministry and uh, a ministry is a newsletter at our our church right now old school i'm talking near bulletin style newsletter joshua and that's that's just kind of where we're at you know as still print it out on paper no we don't we don't even do that okay. no i mean it's rare we'll, we'll it's right. an email now uh i went away i've developed come on you know how we do we we came up with an app we had landing pages for stuff we pushed everybody to groups and pages and we're baiting that drum for a long time mm -hmm. and in the end at the end of the day uh nothing scored better than text messages and emails yep. and i hate to say it but the old marketing practice is right if you've got somebody's it's it's about open rates and it's about getting in front of people's faces and if you can get on that little box like we've been saying for years, if we can get on that little box in their pockets and in their hands, we have a chance at at least notifying them of what's going on. And so we've been using email newsletters uh, just to let folks know of what's going on, what's coming up, anything that's come out, anything that the church has produced, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Thanksgiving programs, Christmas, kids programs, community events, those types of deals. We try to pack it with as much pertinent information and then like we try to do it timely. Yeah. I know this is not necessarily social media, but I'm swinging the other way to say sometimes we just use our social to let them know or to get uh, email or phone numbers so that we can work them into the 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 way that is fail safe. If you're a, if you're a small church, you might have all of those emails, you might have all those numbers, but we're we've since uh, maybe last year or so have a renewed commitment to emails and text messages just because. The app was clunky over the years. We lost it. Facebook is waning in its influence, so that's not necessarily the greatest place to find everybody. They're everywhere else. And you, instead of having to come up with 93 different social media packages, you know, we're just trying to we're trying to drop um, what you would call what we would call, you know, some sort of banner content for people to go oh hey grace fellowship exists i forgot about these guys and then and then ask them to be involved in you know yeah signing signing on the dotted line with their email so that's it that's the end i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that's, where, that's where i that's where i would start i mean i ultimately yes uh social media packages and, and i'm sure you've got some great ideas that you're about to lay out for us but uh, I would I would say whatever you're doing in this season, you're just keeping your people, at least for us, if you're a small church or a small, uh, yeah, small church pastor in a small town or area or whatever, just, just keep them connected for this time. There's so much going on. We see a lack in our attendance uh, during this season. This is where everybody's going to visit family. Yeah. They're out of town. We don't have creasters at all. Right. That's gonna be. There's gonna be a huge dip. You you would be lucky to have. You, you know, call them creasters. I've just heard that over the oh. years. I don't necessarily call them creasters. I thought they were the to CEOs. their face anyway. CEOs was at Christmas, Easter, and only. other Christmas only. Okay. <laughs> Christmas and Easter only. Um, no, we we typically don't have any of the the creasters or the CEOs or uh, whatever other term you want to come up with them. We typically don't have that, and ours at our church does dip down every holiday it doesn't it's matter almost what it is. odd isn't it because i would prefer that new people didn't come on those days because the times that we have the rest of the congregation is absent and so mm -hmm. it's like uh hi well it's us it's not always like this yeah but hang out and you'll get to meet people the next time if you come back but they're not well usually. and i think what i've what i've seen in being around other ministries and talking to them it seems to be like that medium 
to large size church, that's where they do get the the big yeah. influx, especially over the holidays. Uh, it's the the small ones, the you know the sub hundreds um, that they're seeing a dip. I think the closer exactly, you get to that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I went to so there's a there's a large church in in our city, and uh, they put on a basically a outreach, you know, social media outreach type of thing, like what to do in these situations. And they, their deal is the low hanging fruit is around the big holidays. Yeah. And that's, that's where they said to use, um, social media as your, you know, that's like your front porch. Like if there's a block party that's going on or somebody passing by, you're going to put your content on social media and you're going to holler at them to let them know, you know, what's going on in your world type of thing. I don't know that I agree with all of that, but, uh, that that is where you know them being a thousand or so member church that that's where they do their pushes that's where they make all of their invites that's where they do their giveaways that's where they do their you know anything big that's going to happen they're going to throw in a prize a challenge a, a series of whatever at the holidays and that's where they're going to make their swipe for low hanging fruit yeah um so i was thinking about this for Let's let's look at this in both regards. The ones that we can't quite relate to as much for the lar- medium to large size churches. The ones that do, we won't even go with church size. Let's just say that there's two different churches. One that are going to have above average attendance and one that will have below average attendance. What can we do when it comes to the social media that we've got? to be able to reach and connect with those that either are attending when there's an increase or those that aren't attending when there's a decrease. Um, and the, I, I kind of want to even preface this around a, a poll that I saw and I was kind of glancing over here and trying to find it. And I don't know where it was at. Uh, oh, wait, nope. I just found it. I'm scrolling down. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can pull this up. So this was on Church Social Media Managers on Facebook group. And it says, Christmas falls on a Sunday this year. What's your church doing? Uh, Christmas Eve service plus closed on Christmas Sunday. 22% voted that. Uh, Christmas Eve service plus in-person Christmas Sunday service, 43%. Um, Christmas Eve service plus an online-only pre-recorded Christmas Sunday service, 12%. No Christmas Eve in-person Christmas Sunday service, 19%. No Christmas Eve, online-only pre-recorded Sunday, 1%. uh, And nothing at all or other, 3%. So when I was looking at this and I saw this come through and I've seen in other church uh, Facebook groups and Twitter polls, uh, conversations that are out there where people are asking, hey, what's everybody doing? Um, It kind of caught me off guard because I I was like, um, it's Christmas, like Christmas, Christ Mass. The thought of not even having uh, a in person service hadn't even crossed my mind. Um, but then think about it, see what some others are doing, and I'm like, oh, well, there are churches that they have a below average attendance. And because it would be below average and because it's that day and maybe everybody else is already traveling and going somewhere, maybe they wouldn't do something or maybe they would just do an online only, which 
how is it us as digital ministers, myself, would not even think that that would be an option, especially after many churches did that for an entire year. Uh, and maybe that's why I don't think of it as an option, but it's like there could be that option of recording a service, whether that's your only thing or whether it's a secondary thing. So for me, that's where I was sitting here thinking that the churches that have a below average attendance, maybe one of the ways to leverage more people or leverage reaching your people would be to make a digital version that you could put out there. So that way, if they are traveling, if they're not going to be there, but they're still identifying as part of your church, maybe it's a way to reach out to them. Now, whether that be pre-recording it or going live, if you're doing it every Sunday, then it's kind of usual, you know, the normal practice, but maybe that's something to push and promote and say, hey, if you if you aren't planning on being with us on Christmas Day, just a reminder, we do live stream. You can still join us from home. Or, hey, for those that aren't, if you don't live stream, if you're not going to be able to be with us, you know, Christmas morning, we're doing a pre-recorded message and it'll drop whenever, whatever. Um, I thought that might be, as I was thinking about it and seeing what others are doing, I'm like, that's actually a really good idea. Like I'm thinking now all of a sudden my default position was, no, I'm going to show up Christmas morning and anybody that wants to show up Christmas morning, I'll be there. And now all of a sudden I'm thinking, huh, you know what? Maybe this is actually an idea. Maybe I will just pre-record my Sunday message. And then if I still want to show up in person, I can wear Crocs and pajamas and just play the pre-recorded message for those that would show up in person. Uh, I'm not wearing Crocs, by the way. Pajamas, uh, maybe. I, I, I'm writing this down because we're going to have a Crocs and pajamas <laughs> Christmas <laughs> Sunday service. I am not kidding. <laughs> Uh, I am not kidding. It'll be like the, uh, what's the, the Dr. Seuss, like, um, Fox and socks or something like that. And it's like, that's what, oh yeah. So anyways, that was just kind of me thinking out loud was like, this might be a way we've got this equipment. Like we had 2020 every church, if they had a couple brain cells to put together, they yes, I'm going to be that decisive and divisive <laughs> on it. How if do you the really churches had a couple brain cells to put together, they figured out some way of leveraging some form of the internet to reach their people. Why not use what we learned, especially through the holidays, to try to reach more? And then we've been doing it all along. And some people just kind of take it for granted because if it's always there, you don't really notice that it is or it isn't. And you may just kind of forget about it. So maybe now's the time where we start leveraging it a little bit more and saying, hey, reminder, 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 you know, we do this. We are going to do this. You can join us this way or this way, however it is. Thoughts? No. None. <laughs> Okay. No, I would do. I would do the. I would do the same thing, man. Uh, I, I think you, you've given me. Cause we're not going to do anything. Uh, let's face it. It's the opposite. What What's the least amount we have to do during the holidays? Because everybody is so busy, and they're going to be out of town and whatnot. Um, like I said, 
ours is ours is a shift. It's just keeping people aware of what's going on. So I think yeah. this year, I think it would behoove people if I made some sort of video or some sort of video announcement inviting number one, the community, you know, to come and just reminding our folks that we will have church on Sunday because that is I've had several questions about it. And as we know, as YouTubers, if people are asking several questions, they don't know, number one. And number two, that's a great opportunity to answer people in mass. So that's that's a, an interest that people have. Is there going to be a service? Yeah. I can tell folks what is being offered. And then to put a fun spin on it, it can be in pajamas or whatnot. So we're going to do, you know, <clears throat> Christmas service in pajamas. It's going to be real low key. And you can invite the family. You can come from your Christmas because we're at 11, come from yeah. your Christmas straight over and uh, hang out, and we'll do we'll do worship as a faith family in our pajamas. I like that. So I'm gonna, that'll be something that I'll do, and I'll probably build a couple different packages around it. Yeah, and here's what we were actually considering doing, and this is prior. This is all unfolding for us right now. Uh, but one of the things that was recommended to me was actually to try to get an to do an earlier service on Christmas. And the thought behind it was a lot of people are doing lunch for Christmas. And so because they're doing a lunch, which is typically around noon, maybe if we had an earlier service, then more people might attend. So that way they could get in, enjoy church, and then get home and get things ready for, you know, all the family that's showing up. Um, it's and that's the hard thing is because as we were just talking, you know, um, in the pre-show, each of us like we've all got these different family traditions that we do, and it's not like every one is the exact same. And so, because there's no cookie cutter mold that we can put on this and then look at our church and say, how do we help fit with what everybody else is doing? Well, now everybody's doing absolutely everything. Somebody's doing something in such a way that we're not going to be able to be all things to all people. But how can we be the thing they need to the most amount of people to be the most effective for it? And that's kind of where I was looking at this and thinking, okay, well, maybe if I pre-record it and that would that way they can watch it while we're having it. And then I was like, wait. But if I do that, that means I've got to preach twice. So then it's like twice as much work for me. But what if I don't preach it twice? What if I just pre-record it? And then it's almost like I get a Sunday off, even though I show up, but then I just hit play. And then I just have to sit there and watch myself talk, which might be a nope. pain. Hard pass for me. <laughs> but I'm thinking maybe that would work. And then we've if done. It's done. Yeah. If we haven't done, done pajamas, like a- but we have done ugly Christmas sweaters, and it's usually the Christmas right or whatever Sunday is closest to Christmas. We've done that the last few years where it's like ugly Christmas sweaters or my ugly suit jacket. So, Get your suit jacket. Suit jacket. Um, I think you could. I think you could pull it off if you did like a like. What I mean by pull it off is be able to sit inside of <laughs> inside of service and watch yourself. <laughs> preach this sermon i think you can pull it off because uh one you have the skills but i think if you did a vlog like a funny vlog like the one where you jump off the roof i mean it doesn't have to be that (laughs) over the top but you know something right so along those lines i think that would be i think it'd be fun to be able to sit there and enjoy a work of art with the congregation or the people that it was designed for i think that'd be 
pretty neat. And then, and then the other aspect the recipient of, of it, the other aspect of pre-recording something like that and putting it out there is now you've actually done a little bit more prep on that Christmas message mm -hmm. to the point that you've thought about how is this actually, how, are, how do I expect people to set through this? If you do pre-recorded, edited down like that, um, you know, if it's just a pre-recorded live, that may work for you too. Um, if, if you're not good at the editing front, we'll just, maybe you want to go down sometime in the middle of the week that week and just pre-record a Christmas message. And then that way it just schedules and it posts there. You know, there's that option for it as well. But I do think if there was more prep and planning in it, that more prep and planning can never really hurt unless mm -hmm. it just leads to only prep and planning and not actually producing anything. Then that's a problem. Um, the former vlogmaster says. <laughs> yeah, the, the used to vlog. Um, <laughs> so I could see that being very beneficial to do something like that. But then here comes in the other part of leveraging it. No matter what we do, whether it's a pre-recorded, whether it's not recorded, whether it's in person, and here's where it comes to the churches that are having an increase in attendance, and they know they're going to have an increase attendance. Use social media to promote. Mm -hmm. Like, promote it. Build up the excitement for it. Um, you know, if it's a pre-recorded message like I will likely do in that scenario... I'm going to be creating teasers and I'm going to be doing some Instagram stories and I'm going to show some behind the scenes of what's going into it to build up the hype and the anticipation and get people excited because if they're excited for it and they're coming with a little bit of a hunger and expecting to get something, I think they will. Then when it comes to an in-person service, you got more people attending the same thing. Hype it up, build it up. Hey, we've been we've been looking forward to this day for the last 364 days. Why? Because as the church of Christ that is based on Christ, we celebrate his birth like nobody else. Mm -hmm. And we're looking forward to this. This is the birthday bash that we've been looking forward to. We're putting in all the work. We're getting things ready. We're excited for you to join us. It's going to be a, a fun time celebration, whatever, whatever the end goal for that is. But you just start hyping it up. You let people yeah. know, hey, you want to be we, here. We did something. Uh, so what I think it was key that I want to extract from what you just said is every family is different as mm -hmm. well. And your church family is different. And people want to know how different families operate. And I think you have a whole schedule. Uh, Lord willing, if there's body life in there at all. You have a whole schedule of things that you guys do uniquely as a church, not just the, you know, the sermon on Sunday for, you know, Christmas. So you have, you probably have a Christmas party or whatever you have going on. But Jason and I, we did a teaser, what Josh is talking about. We did a teaser for our Christmas party. So that's one of the unique things that we do as a family. And it's a, what do they call the white elephant? Is it white elephant? We yeah. steal. Yep. So it's it gets very heated, and there's a whole lot of yelling involved, and, and not in a you know angry way, but it's just for fun. It's it's a funsy thing, and it, it's very loud. There's a progressive dinner. It's a full on thing, and so uh, one year Jason and I did a teaser for that, and so it was just kind of like a a pan, and I don't know if I posted on social, but like for not social on YouTube. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there was a kind of like a pan into a Christmas tree, and then a bunch of B roll around it. But it had some crazy music in the background, and uh, it, eventually the big reveal is 
Jason and I are standing there around the Christmas tree with these giant, you know, those heads that you can buy. Oh, like yeah. One of them's one of us is Santa and one of us is Rudolph, and we're we're stealing the the gifts from one another, and you know, it gets kind of gets kind of crazy. But that's actually the song that's playing in the background. It was it's about to get crazy. It's about to get crazy, and that was a teaser, and the people loved it. Like they were sharing that around like crazy because here comes the Christmas party, and oh my goodness. Uh, anyway, anything we can do like that to create buzz about yeah the traditions that you have because you might get an extra family or two that show up and have a blast at your Christmas party, yep. or they want to see. Uh, there's a there's a famous picture in our church now of Shane. You guys know Shane. Well, J- Josh knows Shane, a friend of mine, Shane, who uh, we have a party around burning the trees after everybody who has a live tree will come over to my house on New Year's and we will toss the trees in the fire once they're good and dried out. And they go up like a Roman. Just <laughs> well, there's a picture of Shane. You know, looking like Gladiator, holding this flaming tree up in the air. And uh, we've posted that. uh, It's just a picture. It's a post. It's a single picture post. But that gets so much buzz around friends and family talking about, oh, the New Year's Eve party's coming. You know, there's post a picture of Shane. No, post the one of Casey, the one where Casey gets hit hit with the flaming embers and it goes everywhere, you know. So anyway, I think things like that where we can share our family culture, I think those could be standalone social media events that, you know, depending on platform appropriate, like Instagram for the pictures and, you know. Well, and and it's one of those that I think it the thing that you took away that I'm taking away and the sharing the differences in there. I think there's a lot of times that we. We have such differing approaches to things that because somebody does it different than us, we think that different is wrong instead of different just being different. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden when it's somebody that we know and they do it the way that we thought was wrong, but we actually know them and we've got like a relationship with them and we know that they're not evil heretics but all of a sudden they're doing something different than what we would do. We're more open to thinking about that and then getting some understanding of why people do things different. Um, like to me, I until I got into ministry, I didn't actually know that churches would do like a Christmas Eve service. I had no idea. Like me Because I had never experienced it. We always, and that's, I mean... My grandpa and grandma, they founded our church. It's the church that I grew up with. And because of that, it was like, I'm always seeing it from this approach where the way that they've always done things and all they've ever done was just Christmas day, because as a family, we were the ones that would just do Christmas Eve with them. And so because Christmas Eve was only with them and we didn't do a Christmas day, like I, I didn't get that we would actually, that churches actually did a Christmas Eve, that they would do like a candlelight or whatever it is for those services. And so because that's a different approach, I had never experienced it. It wasn't until talking to some other people that did it, other churches that I knew, other ministries that I knew, and finding out why they're actually doing what they're doing, that then all of a sudden I was like, oh, you know, I might actually be likely to do that at some point in time if we ever stop doing our own family gathering on Christmas Eve, then yes, I would see that. Um, And then thinking about other churches that 
you're getting together, but you've got the options. So you've got a Christmas Eve service, you've got a Christmas morning service, there's an early service, and then there's a later service. And it's just kind of giving the options for what do people want? You know, what's their best time to actually get in there and to uh, try to worship and celebrate the birth of Christ? So that's one of those that when I started thinking about it from that perspective of, okay, let's look at the way thing others are doing things, then, huh, hadn't thought about that. Because for me, even going into this, like it's the, the idea of not having a, a Christmas Day service when Christmas Day is on Sunday. Like I get not having a Christmas Day if it was like on Wednesday, but when it's on a Sunday, like that was the thing that just I never would have never would have thought. Same. But all of a sudden, yeah, everybody I start asked looking me around. Say, are you gonna have? Yeah. Are you gonna have service on Sunday? I'm like, what? What do you? Why wouldn't I? Yeah. What kind of question is that? What do you mean? Are we gonna have ser- like? Is the sun coming up? What? Do you- but then you start asking around. I'm looking around. I'm seeing other churches, and it's like, you know what? There are going to be other churches that aren't doing that. Their doors to their physical building may not be open on a Sunday for mm-hmm. Christmas, and it's like I wouldn't have thought about doing that, but I at least understand the approach now. So. I don't know. Just kind of interesting. Um, it is I w- very interesting. Yeah. I want to get through to some of these comments that were in here um, just to kind of go through. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm looking here. Yeah. Augie's saying we have a huge influx of people. We are one of the churches that everyone visits their family here. Oh, cool, but, man. And that's the other thing that I've noticed that a lot of churches um, on the holidays it seems to be you're visiting family on Eastern Christmas. So because it's East, Eastern Christmas and you're going to visit family, you're often going to the church of whatever family member is right there or the church that you grew up in. Um, so I can I can see that definitely happen. And ours, because, and that's the weird thing with our where our church is located, nobody lives in that town. Every, so they're all, all their homes are out. So everybody's congregating to this one central location on that day. Right. And it's like, that's where I, I could see so many are. Now, it's funny because I'll get people in our church that are like, oh, well, you know, we're going to be with family and we decided we'd all go to church together. And I was like, so why didn't you just tell them that they all have to come to here? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Let's just let's go to church together as a family on the holiday. But why not? Why not here? Um we, and of course, I do that kind of tongue-in-cheek poking fun, but um, I think they probably take it a little bit more serious than I intended <laughs> it to. Um, John saying that we definitely see a dip in attendance. We cancel our Wednesday nights for December. Uh, what's we a see Wednesday a, night. Go ahead. Sorry. What's a Wednesday night? Um, we don't have Wednesday. You don't have. A, do you have a midweek? No, we have. Uh, we have or home uh, groups home, or something. Home like that. groups, house yeah. churches. Yeah. So we used to do midweek at church and then we switch that to just being home groups. Um, but we've done that where I think it's from July, like I think July and August in the summer, we don't do home groups because that's when most are taking vacations and whatnot. And so we just don't do it at that point. 
Um, he said, but we see a handful of visitors on Christmas Eve, but uh, it's a few people's family members coming with the regulars. Yep. Mm-hmm. See? Uh, to not do a service on Christmas confuses me. Confuses me as well, Augie, but I get where they're going. I, it's It never crossed my mind. like it, And it didn't cross my kids' minds. Um, like, I remember Logan was the first one that probably brought up what we were doing on Christmas to me. And he brought it up in such a way, he's like, okay, so are we going to open our presents before or after church on Christmas Day? And that was his only question. Because he was like, we're going to church on Christmas Day. Right. But are we opening presents before or after? Like, that was... Okay. Dude, I'm about to, here we go. Because it's a podcast, I, I got to dip my toe in it sooner or later. <laughs> went to a wedding, went to a wedding last week, filmed it. And the officiant gets there, and he's a chaplain in the military. I get it. They've got their issue. they got their rules. They've got to kind of be able to do uh, a Judeo-Christian service in kind of a broadness. Mm-hmm. Well, it is uh, – it was none. It was none of the above. So the guy comes in and said, okay, cool. And he starts talking about love, and he starts talking about – you know, the joining together of two lives. And at the same time, I, like we got done. And I was like, do you stand for anything? What did you just do? Yeah. Like, why, why didn't they hire? They wanted, they wanted a chaplain. They wanted some sort of form of priest to come in and marry the two. And at the end of the thing, like Jason, I got together, like we're D Mike and the guy were like, Oh, what, what just happened here? Oh, they wanted a very generic wedding. I got you, but like you represent somebody. Like this is what was the point of this then? Just why didn't they hire a yeah. friend? This is anyway. That makes no sense to me. This also makes no sense to me. This is Jesus's day. <laughs> Wait, what part and makes no sense? N- uh, Not having a service or church we service. Meet together, gather yeah. together, and celebrate his his day at some yeah. level as a community of faith. I mean, I get it. Some people are traveling. Some people are going to go. Maybe they're going to check in with other. That part I understand. But as far as the host church, there, well, I can't understand. It would be showing up to Thanksgiving without a Thanksgiving meal and going, meh, we ate on the way. I think the only thing that would really confuse me about it now, having because I've been sitting in this for a few weeks now um, and kind of looking, the only thing that would confuse me is not doing anything. That's what I mean. In and around nothing. There. Like, if you don't want to, if your doors are closed on that Sunday morning, whatever. Did you do something the night before? Are you doing something the day after? Okay. Did you have an online version on that day? I mean, as to me, it's like as long as you did something. Yeah, I don't want to get legalistic about it. Right. This is this is our. uh, It's not our Super Bowl because Easter would kind of be our Super Bowl. But like this, this is a fairly significant event, and to not even. So observe it as if you're a pagan? Exactly. But I mean, like, sorry, as if you're a non-believer? Oh, we got the day off and we're going to open presents with kids. Fantastic. I feel like you missed the point. But what about Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) What? Like, yeah. What are you doing then? Like, what is it? What are we even doing? If there's there's nothing, that's where I would definitely take that approach. As long as they're doing something, I may not get it. I may not agree with it. I may not understand it. Yeah. But as long as they're doing something, okay. Um yeah. then I'm then I'm okay with it. Just I mean do something. Yeah. So, and that's me full that. disclosure saying I have no idea what we're doing. 
Yes, yeah, um, we'll say. Well, apparently we're doing pajamas. So I yeah, apparently Crocs and pajamas. Apparently that's what you're doing. Uh, Augie's given you a title for that Sunday: Faith, Family, oh. and Flannel, Flannels. Oh, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and you've got to do it in that you know the red flannel uh, yep. background and everything. Yep. So there you go: Faith, Family, and Flannels. Oh, I love you guys. Thank you. So. Come on. Do you want to write a sermon for me next? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, living in the gap saying, um, I think we lose more people during deer season than over the holidays. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that would get. Um, yeah. Augie or John saying, Augie, absolutely. We had people ask that and I looked at them absolutely confused. Yeah. Um, I've had people ask me that, and I was just like confused. I'm sure is the look because now I'm looking at myself on the screen. And it's like I'm thinking through when they asked me, and yeah, that was a, a confused look. But it was that was prior to me thinking this all through. It was just like gut reaction is like, but why wouldn't we? Like on the day that we celebrate the birth of Christ, why? wouldn't we oh man i mean prior to covid our church missed two days in its 25 year existence and i remember those two days because i was the pastor on deck who said no it's way too bad out there we're making the call this is it and i remember the people going but we've never right this is the lord's day so to combine that that family atmosphere with with you know for christians the second most important day of the year exactly it's like uh, without his death we're not saved yeah and without his birth there can be no death so it's like that this is the second most important day that we should be celebrating as christians um now many say that it's the most important but yeah exactly uh, so it's like, to me, that's where I- I'm, I'm there with you. Like we've canceled a lot more than that, but it's usually because of, you know, inclement weather. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I, I wouldn't have even thought, but now we're post COVID we're in this digital space. And all of a sudden it's like, I can foresee there being, this as an option. I mean, I could, um, but I, I think some of that depends on uh, obviously the church, your own circumstances, what your people are kind of looking for and expecting out of it. Um, and above all of that, prayerfully seeking the leading of the Holy Spirit and oh, all right. of this too. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's where, you know, I'm, I'm like, I, I hadn't thought about that, you know, and there is maybe some wisdom in the, the multitude of counsel, not maybe there is, we know that, but being able to hear from different voices and see how things are being done. And then it's like, maybe this isn't an either or, but an and both type of a situation, you know? So I don't know. Maybe well, if my options are was sometimes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes with my crew, uh, I'll get the, well, we just couldn't make it. So we turned on uh, Joel Olstein, and I'm like, no, wait, no, let me start here. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. No, 
let me recommend to you a couple pastors that have done, you know, vlogs, or I've got a whole channel that you could hop on and watch. Or you let me, you know, first of all, <laughs> let's start there. Secondly, like that. First of all, go back uh, to our own church's recording of last week's message and listen to that again, because I guarantee you didn't get everything out of it. Exactly. Like, we too have uh, recorded. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. No, sometimes that's that's a passable thing. Like, that is a common occurrence these days. It's like, oh, hey, we could make it. Something came up at the the farm. Something came up with the kids. And so we we popped on uh, Joel and and we're fine. It's like, uh, no. I mean, yes, whatever. I get you. I'm trying to be legalistic about this, yeah. but like, if the Holy Spirit led you to it, totally different scenario. But you're not tracking with the family of faith because we we had a real time message, right? You know, for this congregation, this is what we are studying as a group of people. This is how we're being developed by God. There were some some real pertinent things last weekend, this week that yeah. Know, yeah, man. I don't understand. And, and, and to add that to a, a Christmas where it's the second, like, yeah, I, I released a video last week about, uh, and people made comments saying, you know, God's chatty. I, I like that part about it. Well, he's incredibly chatty. Do you think he's going to miss that opportunity to speak to his people on right. like the second most when they're gathered together and they're gathering together like, to uh, worship the birth of my son? Uh, and I don't want to talk to you about it at all. I, I'm not going to honor your commitment to come and gather together, not forsake the gathering together, believers, yeah. you know, whatever. Although, hey, in fairness, and let me play devil's advocate a little bit. That may be an inappropriate usage of that, but it might be appropriate depending on how you look at it. I would honestly say that the most impactful thing that has ever happened to me on a Christmas day was not at church. Mm-hmm. It was in my living room when Logan decided before we open presents, we need to read about Jesus's birth. And he grabbed his Bible and he read us the Christmas story. Like that probably had the biggest impact out of anything I've ever experienced. And yet that was just with me and my five and maybe a couple of dogs. Like that was it. So, no, no, no. To be totally fair, under, totally understand <laughs> identifying and yep. marking key God moments that occur on the regular outside of, and that one happened to be. I, I get yeah. it. I it get also it. just wasn't it. on a Sunday either, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about like this is Christmas Day, and it happens to fall on a Sunday. And for those of us who are the Sunday worshipers, not the Saturday worshipers of the group. Like, those are the things that it's like, well, this doesn't happen every year, so we're now thinking about that. And it, you know, I think I was pulling this up to try to see when the last time, because I remember it happening, the last time was in 2016 that this happened. And then it was 2011 prior to that and 2005 prior to that. But the next time it'll happen is 2033. So it's not going to happen for another 11 years. Um so this isn't like it happens every year. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that look like in 11 years from now? I don't know. We're probably going to have like full this, VR mode and I'm just going to invite gonna the say. church into my own living room <laughs> and then be like, we ain't going to church. You can come to my house. Come um, to the San Francisco <laughs> Golden Gate Bridge. 
So Preach a sermon there. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Tim J. Lee, good to see you. Glad you're here. Saying we're doing Christmas Eve with pre-recorded Christmas Day service. Cool. If we did a Christmas Eve service, that's probably how I would lean towards. Um, we, but like I said, we don't do Christmas Eve, so I um, would. That's that's me too. I would, but we have a sister church that their Christmas Eve service is just so good. It's, I I don't want to miss it. I've like, never attended a Christmas Eve service, oh, that's um, but that's awesome. again, we do Christmas with grandma and grandpa and it has always been on Christmas Eve. So it's like the thought never occurred to be Christmas Eve with church. Anyway, I like it. If someone could come up with like a social media package that would reach you to let you know that Full Faith Church is going to be meeting together Christmas Eve for candlelight service. We're not doing you that. You know, singing singing some some yeah, good old yeah. hymns. There's going to be I'm having jump beef house, and noodles. Barbecue. I'm going to be getting my my belly full. I'm going to be having me some French soak pie. Grandma better make some oh. French soak pie. Or oh. I wait, I've got to make the French soak pie. I think I made the last one. Never mind. I'm having pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever grandma's making, I'm having it. Uh, Costco made that, uh, and we'll continue to make that because a huge Costco pumpkin pie for six bucks. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yes, I can. <laughs> um, okay, so Augie's saying that their services is 1015, and it's over by 1120. So, yeah, for a Christmas Day, doing it that early, it's over by 1120, especially if it's most of the people right there in church. They get back in time. I mean, you throw the turkey in the oven, leave for an hour and a half, come back, still cooking. You're good to go. I like it. Uh, John saying, earlier service, I figured we would have people not realize time changed for the service. So then they would show up about the time is getting close to the end of service. See, and that's where I think that leveraging social media, if you decide, hey, we want to do this earlier because we want you to be with us in person, but we also realize you've got family dinners that you're planning on doing, you know, for lunchtime. So we're going to do an earlier service. That's where leveraging social media right now and saying, Hey, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. You know, we do that for like daylight savings time. Why couldn't we do it if once or twice a year we have an earlier service on Christmas and Easter to try to get more people there because we're doing an earlier service so they can go spend the afternoon with their family at home. Um, that's a way of leveraging it. Now, of course, you I'll will have it. those that even on like uh, daylight savings, even though not only has the church told them for like the last three weeks and the uh, news has been telling them for the last week and everything on social media was telling them for the last four days, they still showed up as service was getting out. You'll still have those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just record it and say, well, head home and watch it. Uh, dear season starts, uh, firearms like the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, let's see for, uh, I was trying to look, there was a couple, um, show up dressed like cousin Eddie. Oh, if I had the hat, I would. Blue leisure suit or bathrobe, your choice. (laughs) Jared Crocs and a bathrobe. Yep. I can see it. I, I, I can see that. So many great ideas here. 
Yep. Uh, let's see. One of my concerns is we end up with the regulars that choose between Christmas Eve and a Christmas Day service. That's that's a yeah. real problem. Yep. Yeah, it is. It, well, and especially in the smaller churches that have got fewer and fewer staff members that are on, because now we're saying, hey, uh, we're going to ask you to do double duty for hopefully the same amount of results. Um, yeah, my entire worship team is gone for Christmas. They're going to visit family. Yeah. So it's like um uh, pre-recorded what, worship it is. Yeah. <laughs> so YouTube, what do we do now? Yeah. That's been that's been banned. I can't do it again. YouTube worship has been banned? Yep, YouTube worship has been banned at my church. We tried it uh, a couple of times. The last time we did it it went not so well. Didn't work so, so well. No. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so acapella, baby. John's saying it It comes back to being perceived as the need is consume a message and music, not embrace the gathering mm. of his body. Get it. Get it. Yeah, that one sung a little bit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're you're not wrong. However, this is something that this has been the ongoing debate of digital and physical. Is it still possible to gather in an online capacity? Some will argue that you can't. I would argue that you can, that I feel more connected to Jared than many people that I spend more physical hours and proximity to. And it's because we are connecting on a regular basis. Um, and I think some of that comes into not just the time spent, but the quality of the time and what the purpose is. Um, you know, so what the body is supposed to be doing, you know, edifying one and each other, building one and each other up. I mean, that's typically what you and I are doing throughout the week, Jared. I'm, I'm halfway on that. Well, yes. Even with emojis I, with Android rubbing this, you know, little apple. <laughs> I, I agree, but I, I think it's a middle ground. I, I think uh, social media and, and this whole digital ministry and connections and that sort of thing, I think it's an in-between to the full deal. So mm-hmm. while, yes, I agree with you, I feel more connected to you than I do a lot of a lot of folks that I do see because that that depth of stuff. But what, what should happen is, Both. yes, I should want to see you now more and connect which i do like we've been talking about getting together again for a while so it's like this as long as it's a placeholder because we live thousands of miles away or however long it is however far it is until we can see one another and whatever that's a more full experience and that's where i think that the the churches that saw a lot of success in covid they were looking at the online as kind of a stopgap. it's like Mm -hmm. We're doing this until we can get together. I think where the downfall came in is then lives had changed. And some people, their and lives are busy. And there's so many other things that are pulling our attention. And then again, to go to John's point, if we're not conveying that the gathering is more than just the word. And it's more than just music. It's more than that. If we're not conveying that effectively... And all they're looking at is, well, it's just like the word and some worship. Like I can do that in my car no. and sometimes more effectively, <laughs> you know, but if we can convey that effectively, that it's more than that. And it goes beyond that. That's where that hunger and desire comes in. And it's like, man, I'm going to, 
I'm going to miss this Sunday. I mean, at least I'll I'll hear the same thing that you were hearing, so I'll still feel somewhat connected, but yeah. not as connected. It's kind of like if you just sent leftovers from the family dinner home with me, it's like I it's, still got a taste of the beef yeah. and noodles, but they weren't fresh and they weren't hot, and I didn't see the love that grandma put into them. It's, That's it, man. Yeah. You can I, – I, I get it. You could probably – and God can do anything that he wants to do. Let me put out the trump card first. But you aren't going to be able to walk into the atmosphere and feel it thick with his presence. You aren't going to be able to like that one-off – uh, where we're all experiencing something that only God can do at the same moment in time. There's stuff like that that just knits you together where we all go to collectively, whoa. And you may hear it on a recording, but it is it is another thing to look at people eye to eye and have wonder and awe on both your faces and go, oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> wow. We got, we... I got a banquet table partook yeah. of something that that tasted and was good. I, I don't even know how to I don't know how to put it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tim's got you a know. great one, and he pushes it even further. He says, "Fully agree that the church is responsible to lead people to celebrate, honor Jesus on around Christmas. To mm-hmm. push the conversation, though, not gathering on Christmas does not equal not honoring. True." Yeah, it's because yes, but it. I love you, but it's irrelevant. It is. It, I, I get it, <clears throat> and I don't want to be a stickler because, like I said, we're not going to be legalistic. And if somebody does it, but if you're going to do something, yeah, yeah, and that's what he's saying that it's our responsibility to lead or celebrate on or around Christmas. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, you are and, going and to that's do where something. The legalistic approach can come in when we say it has to happen on this day. Has to uh, be Sunday morning, eleven o'clock. <laughs> and it has right. to, yeah, no, no, no. Especially when we're saying it has to happen on December twenty fifth because we know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, that is the exact day that he was born on, exactly two thousand and twenty two years ago. I just think there's going to be something arise in your heart that goes that day. That it is already a Sunday. It is already decreed to be his day by by people, by our forefathers who have yeah. carved out this day to celebrate his birth. I find it, I, I my mind would be blown to go, yeah, we ain't doing nothing. Like, I, my mind would be blown if there was a church out there that says, hey, um, you know, we're going to be gathering together on uh, December 18th. And we will gather back together on like December thirty first, yeah, because um, we do or January first. But everything in between there for those two weeks, we're not doing anything. Like that would blow my mind. I'd, I'd be like, huh? Like nothing. Like not doing anything. That's where I would be shocked and confused. And it's not because that day in historical yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. super important. It's because we have consecrated, set apart this day for this purpose, and then to set that aside. Um, now, that's where I do think as long as we're doing something yeah. and we are celebrating, we are honoring, we are remembering, like, I mean, really, that's 
That's yeah. the the key and the essence in it. And whether that <laughs> happens, because then we get the same thing. If somebody's saying, well, it has to happen exactly like you're saying at 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. Central time, that has to happen. What about the people that are on the East Coast? Does that mean they have to start getting together at noon and the West Coast had to show up at like nine o'clock in the morning? And what about those people in Japan? Oh, wait, hold a second. They're on a completely different day now. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. That's where I think we need to understand that it's relative and what are we doing? Yes, celebrate. Now, how can we, if it's celebrating, if it's honoring, if it's remembering the importance behind the birth of Christ and what that means to all of us um, and keeping the eyes focused on him, it's, hey, we're celebrating Jesus' birthday um, and maybe the greatest gift that he wants is for us to gather together and to act like his body. Um, if that's what we're doing, how is he best called us to do that with our unique giftings and abilities? And what can we do in this online digital space to help make that more powerful and more impactful? Um, I think there's a lot we can do. Uh, and that's where I... I would almost challenge every single one of us to say what we have decided at this point, um, like what, six weeks out from Christmas, at this point, maybe there's more we can do. We still got six weeks. Maybe there's one extra thing that we can do to make it more impactful for somebody. What is that? I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's hyping it up. Maybe it's being more laid back. Maybe it's having, you know, flannel pajamas on. Um, maybe it's wearing ugly Christmas sweaters. Maybe it's adding in a candlelight service. I guarantee what it's not. It is not what John says. It is not me doing a Christmas Eve service from the roof of our church and then diving off and of it. And then flipping off of it. <laughs> that it is not. Uh, we're not doing that, John. <laughs> It's already been done. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've already done one roof dive. That's good enough. Um, yep. Anyway, uh, let's see if there are some other comments in here. Um, <laughs> you guys might get a Christmas card with me as cousin Eddie. Love it. Uh, John saying we do a pre-recorded worship. We didn't have any musical for a couple of years. We finally now have a worship leader. I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Relationships are relationships. How you connect with them is different. Mm -hmm. There's something there too, especially in remembering that, you know, the, the catch phrase, Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. Barring the theological aspect of true and undefiled religion is this. Um, mm -hmm. yes, the relationship aspect of it that we do elevate and focus on, um, and keeping that in mind. And do I think Jesus is going to scold us and whip us because we missed his birthday one time? No, any more than I think if something came up and there was something else, you know, like, um, you know what, my, my wife, she doesn't get to do what she wants on her birthday coming up this year. <laughs> she just, she doesn't. Uh, I have I have already Genevieve, told her. Come on! I told her two years ago what we were doing on her birthday, um, and that's well, actually, it was a year ago. So it's going to be a, two years by the time it comes around. 
because I told her, I said, your birthday is March 24th. We're watching John Wick Chapter 4 on your birthday. Like, that's opening <laughs> night. So you have no choice. You're Wait, either going is, to enjoy it or you're not. <laughs> why would she not want to watch John Wick on her birthday? No, I, I think she's good. But in years past, she's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? Anything but just dinner and a movie. I don't want just dinner and a movie. Do something else. All right. Well, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. You don't know dinner and a movie it is. <laughs> I was like, if I got to come up with it, that's what it is. So, so I told her, I was like, you know, here in a couple of years, it's a dinner and a movie on your birthday. You got no choice. They said it was going to be March 24th. I've known that for almost a year now. That's the way it's going to be. So, but yeah. now is she upset about that? No. Um, even though I'm probably elevating John Wick chapter four above her, her birthday. It's like, we can, we can do what she wants on another day. But we're doing this. So, honor around. Honor yeah. around. Yep. Uh, Tim saying, yes, do something on or around. And if that's pastor the pastor like, does or leads nothing, then maybe it's time to look that for is different work. No joke. That's, that's all I'm saying. I, I, I guess at the heart of it, yeah. it's like, I. I don't mind, say, Josh, you decided we're going to honor Jesus on Tuesday and then we're taking the rest of the week or whatever. For some reason, I think I would be cool with that. But for me, I don't know. It's just these are just my confines. It is Sunday. It is Christmas. It is his his day of celebration. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there with bells on. Nobody has to show up. Nobody has to join. But the whole church is invited. I'm going to be with my You're brothers and sisters around You're not going to be there with bells on. The... You're going to be there with flannel and Crocs. Flannel, Crocs, and, <laughs> and Cousin Eddie hat on top. Yeah, and that's a, like, I'm I'm good really with anything. As long as people are just, like, why? Like, that, that would be the thing, the big thing for me is, why are we here? And I might take a little bit more of an issue with a church not doing anything than I would even with Christians not even like if they had Christmas and all they did was, you know, family and presents and games and they didn't read the Christmas story and they didn't even pray and they didn't even think about Jesus once on Christmas Day on any other year when it's not on Sunday. I have less of an issue with that than I would with a church not doing anything on or around. Just do something. Um, lead the people in such a way that you're saying, hey. Right. There's a reason for the season. Like it's called Christmas for a reason. Let's remember Christ. So that would be thing. Tim's saying the best leaders will schedule events uh, that are the things their people need, even if it means breaking from tradition. That said, yep. uh, our tribe's big tradition has always been or has been the candlelight um, service. I like the idea of, you know, the Christmas candlelight services. Like I, I really do. Uh, when I started looking into it more and trying to figure out why, I like it. I like what it is representing. I like what it's about. Um, I just don't ever see it happening for me um, just because I know what I'm doing um, on Christmas Eve. <laughs> it involves noodles. It, it involves beef and noodles. <laughs> like It's just, that's the way it is. There was one year uh, not that long ago that she was like, I don't think I'm going to make beef and noodles. And I was like, well, I don't think I'm coming then. <laughs> it was like, you don't, you don't start getting blasphemous like that with me. Beef and noodles. Well, I've never. <laughs> so, 
Anywho, uh, Jen's saying that she is a thousand percent okay with this move. Um, uh, for the birthday? Yes, the birthday. Uh, and then Good. John had some comment that he puts there that Genevieve's responding to, and I'm going to completely ignore. Um, Let's he see. does say, please be literal with the bells, Jared. So make sure you have bells. There's, I mean, I've got like a whole list here. Put bells on your Crocs. There you go. Cousin Eddie. Bells on the Crocs. You know, they've got the those little fittings that you sit inside Crocs and the little holes of the Crocs, you know, the ventilation for the Crocs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You just uh, like super glue some little bells on there, like little cat bells. Just yeah. super glue those on there. <laughs> so as you're walking, everywhere you go, the bells are ringing. Everybody knows where Jared is. It's like oh, a, that's so bad. a little I bell on a cat's, uh, you know, collar. Yeah. Put it on there so you know where the cats are at at all time because they're sneaky. Fire up a laser pointer. I'm gone. (laughs) Oh, great. Uh, Hey, uh, Jared, anything else that we need to uh, get to before um, I have to make a deposit? No, that's it. I'm all nimbly bimbly like a cat. (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, hey. I want to thank y'all for being here and join. Uh, and as usual, if you guys have got any topics that you would want us to discuss, uh, pontificate on, give some, uh, I don't know, some hot takes on, we'd love to. Maybe not love to, but we might do it. But you know how we'll to reach it. us. Hit us up on social. <laughs> um, Jared is still currently at jared.and.jesse at Instagram. And uh, I'm at Joshua Vowers. Everywhere and anywhere. Blog pastors out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>